Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex. Trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex. Good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex. The final fantasy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, John. With me, as always, 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 are my two co-hosts. For starters, we've got Alex. How's it going, buddy? Hello. It's going well. Thank you. Good to hear. And also, Josh, how you doing, buddy? Yo, I'm doing good, man. Yo, 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 yo. Guys, good week, good week. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, at the top, uh, last week we did a little, uh, last weekend we had a little birthday party slash... Uh, uh, draft pick them. Uh, Alex, I believe you didn't win it, but you did. You finished in second. Uh, no, I think I finished in like third. Third. Hey, that's still pretty good. Me and Josh both sucked pretty hard. Uh, Josh, I believe you ended up with the 12th pick. Uh, 11th pick. 11, but, 11. But we, we did our draft differently this year, which is you get to pick your spot, which is I think a better system, but I believe so too. And normally we do it straight up winner gets you know, first, second, so on and so forth. Um, this year we did it where you get to choose where you want. It was a pretty, pretty uh, normal, everyone kind of just picked down the line. Me and Josh, me and Josh, we're, we're getting feisty this year. Uh, yeah, you took 11, I took I took 10. Uh, so we're gonna have some fun at the back end of the draft. Uh, Josh, what's your thinking there with picking 11 when you could have had, I don't know, seven? Um, you know, I, I, I like the uh, being able to pick like back to back. Um, it kind of gives you, I think, a positional advantage, like in terms of where you're picking. So, now, John, I, I know you 11. wanted. 11. I, I picked at twelve last year, I think, if I remember right, and I won the championship, baby. Now, John, I know you wanted eleven as well, but you got ten. Uh, who do you think you're going to pick with number ten? That's tough, man. That's tough. There's going to be a lot of guys down there, and you know that's why I think we're. It's a deep. It's a deep year. Feels a lot deeper running back. Um, and I have been tooling with the idea of, of doing a wide receiver only draft. So, you know, all those dudes will still be there. Um, I kind of like the back end a little bit because you can, you can immediately get two really good players. You do have to sit and wait for a while, but you can get kind of the backbone for your roster set pretty quickly. I mean, there's going to be a lot of talent down there. I mean, there's guys like Aaron Jones. So I'm a little more iffy on, you know, especially depending with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. but Aaron Jones is still a talented player, Austin Eckler, uh, lots of, lots of talented dudes on the back end and, and we'll kind of get more into that here in the next couple of weeks uh, when we start kind of going in and doing doing some mock drafts online and uh really reaching out to people on twitter see how you guys pick your draft order if you guys do a game like we do maybe you draw from a hat maybe you do something even crazier maybe you do something even more wacky uh that we can we can steal from you and uh in the future but yeah I, have I, you done a mock draft yet oh have i done a mock position draft? Have I done a mock draft yet, Alex? Uh, let me count the mock drafts. I believe so far I've done 37. Whoa. Yeah. Where do you I kind find of, the time? Well, you know, I kind of do them fast. You know, there's a few different sites, some that are a little bit faster, some that aren't. Uh, so I just kind of sparse it out throughout my, my work day. Who um, so far is your most common first pick? You know, my most common first pick, like I said, I'm seeing, like I said, I'm seeing a lot of Aaron Jones there at the back. And, um, Every once in a while, Eckler, um, 
and a couple other dudes uh i did do one where nick chubb like fell to like the third round and i was like or the second round i was like well that's not gonna happen um that will not happen in our league if it does gobble 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 i will take nick chubb all the way that's gonna be that's a soundbite that could be easily turned into something you're a little football turkey jerk gobble 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 but yeah, there's a lot of talented players there at the back end still. And and so you can definitely meet up your roster. Obviously, you're going to miss out on guys like Kamara, Dalvin Cook, um, you know, the, the top flight guys. But, you know, obviously there's, you know, guys who were hurt last year, um, who are coming back, you know. And that's the thing about our league that I've always noticed. And I, and, and I had to, like, do this on Twitter, see if other people's experience kind of the same things where guys who were hurt the previous year you know it kind of scares people off in our league and they do tend to drop so it'll be interesting to see where guys like saquon uh and christian mccaffrey go i imagine they still go high but you never know I, i've definitely seen some of that uh in our league i remember a few years ago actually levy on bell see, I oh yeah what's up go ahead keep going now keep going oh no i was you know, just going in another random anecdote well, what do you got buddy uh well i just typically uh after especially like a big a big time first round uh, kind of guy, if they were injured the year before, that's who I kind of would rather go after. Exactly. That's less you know, common. Yeah. That's my thought process. But I, I, and what I was saying earlier, there was a year, a few years ago after Le'Veon Bell's, uh, uh, obviously Le'Veon Bell's pretty much fantasy irrelevant now, but uh, after uh, his torn ACL season, people just didn't, didn't take him. And so I, you know, I got Todd Gurley in the first round and then he was still sitting there second round. I was like, yep, I'll take him and followed it up with Kareem Hunt's rookie season. And then I, you know, went on, went on to just decimate everyone and uh, nearly go undefeated and just destroy absolutely everyone. So um, never be afraid of a guy who's hurt, especially if it's a guy who's super duper duper talented but yeah uh, a lot of guys there at the, the second round Clyde Edwards Alaire, uh, Eckler, Antonio Gibson, uh, you know, uh, Najee Harris, a rookie out of Pittsburgh, Joe Mixon sitting around there, you know, and uh, like I said, we'll get into a little more of these rankings here in the next couple of weeks, but um, for sure there's, you know, and then you can, you know, if at my spot, you wait four more picks, you snag another running back there. You know, there's guys like Chris Carson, Dave Montgomery, Miles Sanders, another dude who was hurt last year. Uh, Darrell Henderson now, who that's going to be our next topic uh, sitting there too. Um so you can definitely get a good good base going for your team and, you know, kind of wait it out, snag whoever you want at wide receiver there in the third, or just keep it rolling to running backs, baby. Keep it rolling. Um, but yeah, rolling into – there's a lot to talk about this week. And um, I believe Alex is – one of Alex's roommates is talking about eating salmon. Uh, I believe I heard that. That's our, our good friend Ben. Um, but, yeah, lots to talk about this week. Um, you know uh, – Obviously. Thanks for the peek behind the curtain. Yeah, we, we really like to see how things, you know, how the sausage gets made. And when Ben's asking about salmon, that boy loves the salmon. Wasn't Ben. Where's my salmon? Somebody asking about Ben's, about, somebody asking about Ben's salmon. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, it was a regular clown car over there. Um, so, yeah, guys at the top, <laughs> at the top, um, obviously, you know, there's a lot. Uh, today was kind of a, a crazy day, and, and we'll kind of start out. We're, we are going to start uh, the top here um i'm not sure if you guys heard about this uh greg knapp uh uh assistant coach in the nfl for 24 years all over the place niners falcons raiders seahawks texans uh most recently with the jets uh offensive coordinator 
uh, quarterback coach uh, for 24 years, was getting ready actually uh, to be the uh, passing coach for the Jets this year, was in a bicycle accident. Uh, this weekend, uh, he actually did pass away today. So oh, big, big bummer yeah. there up in New York. Uh, uh, all the all the good vibes to to him and and, and his uh, his clan. Uh, but moving into the big the big thing, and we always wait for it every year in the in the off season when training starts and training camp and all that stuff. Whenever the the stars start falling, and uh, we had our first one here. Uh, earlier in the week, Cam Akers, uh, second year, uh, second year running back uh, for the Los Angeles Rams, tore, torn Achilles. He is out for the year. Uh, sad to see the dude did finish really strong last year. Would have been, yeah. would have been cool. He was one of those guys too. And you know, doing these mock drafts, you know, he was definitely, uh, definitely there later in that first round, early second round. I was really high on Cam Akers this yeah. year. Yeah, and, out of well, here, and I, I, I wish him a speedy recovery. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he's a talented player, super young. Um, so I expect him to come back and, and break some hearts next season, but um, that'll roll us into his replacement. Uh, Darrell Henderson, Josh, you're the champ. Yes. You're the reigning champ. Yes, I am. Thank you. Cam makers. You were high on. How are you feeling about Darrell Henderson? Um, uh, I mean, look, it, it's still up in the air what they're going to do. Like if they draft, you know, pick up Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell's been floating around. I, I, I do like Darrell Henderson as a RB2, um, but I'm not going to like reach for him. And I th- I'm not thinking he's going to in any way, you know, uh, you know, crack the top 12 in terms of running backs so mm-hmm. yeah and obviously i think they're they're definitely going to sign a veteran that's obvious you know they've got a lot they drafted a kid they've got another young guy um Darrell henderson did actually did actually start the season last year as the lead back um and was pretty highly graded um uh according to, to pro football focus through through about eight weeks of the season um averaged little over 10 carries a game um and in the three weeks uh, acres was hurt last year for three weeks um he received uh at least 12 carries it looks like he averaged about 16 touches per game and that's that's really solid you know solid numbers as far as touches are concerned it just is the efficiency there um you'd imagine it would increase obviously he's going to be there um i have him right now tentatively um in that running back 15 to 25 range probably closer 15 to 20 um uh just because you know there are still guys that i'm kind of like deandre swift i have him kind of right around that kind of that kind of area um because i i don't know about you guys but i did have acres ranked ranked pretty high actually um yeah I was really high on Akers. I mean, the way I was doing my mock drafts, like he fell to me a lot in in the second round and I was snatching him up. So, yeah. And, and that's kind of, you know, those, those like kind of back end, you know, second tier guys uh, from like ranks 15 down. Um, I've got him like right there in the mix, right in there with some guys uh, like Dobbins, uh, Dave Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson. Um, but especially for second year backs, Acres, you know, I had him listed pretty high, and you know that's the guys includes guys like DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, um, 
so yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm, I'm seeing Cam Akers, uh, the Cam Akers injury kind of fallout. I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, I, I don't think it's, he's going to be as good of a season as Akers was going to have, but I do think he can't, he has all the possibility in the world to have a great, a great season. Um, Cause he did have flaws last year that were shown yeah. and uh and he was this season it was you know he was set you know he was the set your number two guy acres is the number one guy you're the number two guy um so you know that'll see but obviously you know I, is it todd Gurley? is it levian bell is it somebody else you know levian bell and Todd Gurley, you know todd Gurley. obviously i think is kind of a no-brainer in this situation um because he knows the offense and you know it's all kind of there obviously he has his limitations as well um but they're pretty thin pretty thin uh, backfield so they are going to have to they are going to have to work around there but um yeah yeah it's uh getting crazy getting crazy and you know obviously you don't hope for injuries but this is the time we are you know ramping up and so this is the time when your your rankings start to change and well, i feel bad for people who have already like drafted i mean there's a lot of people who draft in july mm-hmm. and that's why we don't but uh seems but- silly to me to draft in july Alex prefers to draft when the leaves are changing. Well, it's never been – has there ever been a season that you can think of in the NFL where a bunch of people didn't go down in, like, August? I guess last year maybe. Yeah. A ton, but I, they all went down week two, so it was just kind of – everything was kind of just pushed forward. Um, but, yeah, you'd have, it's, you know, it's that time. You hope it doesn't happen. But, um, you know, it's there. Um, obviously, a trade could still be in the mix. I've heard a lot of crazy trade speculation – uh, James Robinson from Jacksonville. You know, obviously, I don't think any of these things are going to happen, but it is kind of fun. About Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. I've heard yeah. that one too. And, that would be uh, yeah, because I mean, if those two guys move, obviously that changes a lot. Darrell Henderson definitely, definitely craters out. But you know, we'll wait and see. They still have yet to sign a sign a replacement uh, guy, which you expect to probably happen soon. Um, but yeah, Darrell Henderson stock definitely, definitely skyrocketed, but, you know, I think that there is some need for, you know, pull back a little bit. And then my favorite thing is, and I saw a really great Twitter reaction to it. Cause it's like, anytime a starter goes down instantly, everyone's just like, well, you know, the sleepers, you know, it's just like the guys yeah. who are backing him up are just instant sleepers. I'm like, duh, they are. I'm like, someone's going to take the carries, but, uh, yeah, no. Darrell Henderson, he's not a guy I'm like going to get target, but if he slips, like, to the third or fourth round, yeah, I'd, I'd snatch him up. But you, you'd snatch him right up, snatch him right snatch up. Him. Yeah, and you know, well, like I said, we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, obviously, getting more into rankings here in the next uh, next little while. But um, yeah, last year Henderson finished uh, 138 carries, 623 yards, and five touchdowns on the ground. Um, not obviously starting a ton of those games, but, you know, obviously, you know, not, not bad, not bad numbers there. I especially extrapolate that through an entire season. He could, could be a, could be a late, you know, third round, fourth round league winner. I don't think he drops that far though, but we'll see what happens based on who they sign. Uh, Next up baby boys, some big stuff today. Now, Alex, I'm not sure if you've really read into it a lot or if you've seen any of this news uh, today that the NFL released about uh, COVID uh, amongst unvaccinated players. As a matter of fact, John, I have. You have. Now, I want to get your thoughts on it, Alex. Now, obviously, uh, teams could potentially forfeit games due to COVID outbreaks. 
uh, amongst unvaccinated players. And, and so you hear that, hear that line and obviously it sounds really bad. So before I kind of get your take on it, I do want to kind of go through the explanation. This is the, uh, the NFL statement. And it was, if a game can't be rescheduled due to COVID, the team with the outbreak will forfeit and will be deemed to have played 16 game season for purposes of draft and waiver wire or waiver priority, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. So it's not just instantly you get COVID, you're done. Um, obviously, if it can be rescheduled, they'll probably schedule it just like they did last season. But still, you know, it's, you know, it's a lot harsher statement from last year. So what are your thoughts on it, dude? Well, the first thing I thought when I saw the headline today was that it was an empty threat. Um, and it still might be, but I mean, you know, it, it's, you got to figure out a way to push, uh, I mean, it, it, for as bad as like last year was, it would be worse if they have to cancel games this year when supposedly it's more under control um, and they have the vaccine available to everybody. I think it's an interesting idea. I mean, it pisses a lot of the players off. I was just reading a thing about, um, you know, basically every player who's commenting on it is pissed about it, even if they are vaccinated, mm. which like, you know, I get it. Like they're, they can't mandate the vaccine unless they go in and change the CBA, which they can't do. Nope. But they also, you know, want all the teams to be above the threshold so they don't have to work back in some games. I, I'm curious to know, I'm curious to know what teams are below the threshold, what teams would be questioned to uh, be like forfeit games or lose. I mean, because it's not just forfeiting games. You'd lose your money. You lose your share for that week. I saw um, it affects like your playoff standing. Yeah. Uh, if you're, if you're competing. So it's pretty severe if they go through with it. I don't know if they would. I mean, it would depend on, how much the owners are willing, like if the Cowboys were in playoff convention and they got a game canceled, you know, would Jerry allow that to happen? I don't know. I mean, they managed somehow last year with all the COVID stuff to not actually lose a game. So it might just be an empty threat to try to get vaccinations going, you know, a little further up, which is probably not a bad idea, but I, I don't know how it'll play out. It'd be, I mean, you know, if they, if you, cancel a game and, and take away players' money, that's that's a serious penalty. But, mm -hmm. you know, the question is, well, I mean, like I saw DeAndre Hopkins said he might retire, yeah. which I think yeah. is bullshit. But, you know, I mean, these guys are insane athletes, like really high-level athletes, and they do not, like, want to be told what to eat or put in their body or, you know, it's like trying to give Tom Brady a strawberry. He won't do it. Nope. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins did tweet uh, since deleted it, contemplating the possibility of retirement. Obviously, Cole Beasley is very outspoken about retiring as opposed to getting it. He did tweet out earlier that he would well, take Cole Beasley can retire for all I care. This is yeah, a like, uh, yeah he gives a shit about Cole Beasley. This is, a, this, this is a fantasy football podcast, so we try not to talk about guys like Cole Beasley as much as we possibly can. <laughs> Because uh, he's had, you know, zero fantasy relevance. Um, but uh, I, I kid. But uh, yeah, I mean, he did tweet uh, earlier in the week that he would consider taking the vaccine if he were able to benefit financially from it. And I'm like, yep, of course, this is your dipshit response. But whatever for us to, to get in on to uh, Josh, before we move on, did you, do you have any any strong oh, thoughts? Point counterpoint. Yeah, well, I'm not a lawyer, but I mean, 
Look, if, if the CBA doesn't cover it, I, I think the teams could mandate that you have to get vaccinated to stay on the roster. Well, I was because Alex, you brought up the Cowboys and, and I have been reading a, a few articles about Jerry Jones specifically. And I mean, obviously, we know what he is and, uh, you know, we'll keep those words to ourselves. But he's actually seems to be more on the side of everyone getting it just because he knows it hurts the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, he's a businessman. Yeah, you if you have to forfeit games that hurts you oh, financially. All of the owners have gotten it. Even oh, the most hardcore right wing owners. Have Absolutely. They have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, and that's the thing, you know, obviously people talking about, you know, not getting into your right, whatever, you all got it, Jesus, let's just like move on now, like just get the damn thing, obviously, you know, everyone has their own, you know, rights and all that stuff to choose what they do, but, you know, if players are talking about, it, and that's kind of the main thing for my take is like, if you're mad about, you know, the possibility of, you know, missing a game, getting forfeited, you know, all that stuff, and also the fact that, unva- or that vaccinated players don't have to go through the same protocols that you do it's like well that's kind of the point you are at risk of contracting it at any time you know a vaccinated player is definitely a far light you know far yeah. less risk and that's because so vaccinated players who test positive will be able to return after two negative tests at least 24 hours apart whereas an unvaccinated player has to go by the 2020 standard which includes a 10-day quarantine and a lot of players are pissed off about that too. And it's like, well, you know what? That's kind of the thing, man. Like, yeah. Well, if you haven't gotten it, it is 2020 still for you. Yep. Yeah. Um, exactly. I mean, you know, and I, the, the other thing is that, uh, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. Um, uh, oh, no. COVID vaccination. Uh, the idea of the part of the idea of this thing, which like, again, I, I sympathize somewhat with the players who are pissed about it just because like, not not the not necessarily that they have to get vaccinated, but like that it seems a little like unfair labor wise. I get that, but it's you know what the NFL's trying to do is go, well, yeah, if you fuck this up for your team, the rest of your team's gonna be like you might not only cost yourself money, you might cost the team money, mm-hmm. including the guys that have gotten vaccinated. Because everybody's yeah. paycheck gets taken away if a game gets canceled due to unvaccinated players, is what well, I read. That's the camera that they have is like if you don't get vaccinated and you get this, like you're going to forfeit a game and if you care about your team then that's on you yeah so but it also i mean it costs the other players in your team no matter their status not only the game but also their paycheck which you know so i i on the one hand i sympathize with guys going like don't put me in that position even if you are vaccinated to have to split a team like that but on the other hand like you need to move this fucking thing along you know Mm -hmm. you don't want it to be 2020 forever And it doesn't have to be, but, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, just one of those, one of those things. And I also, this is very, uh, this would be a very bad thing to do, but like the fantasy football idiot in me really wants like a list of who's vaccinated or not. And I know that (laughs) one, they're not going to do that. And it's a big violation of privacy, whatever. Yeah. But I really want to fucking know who's taking it and who's not. I know. I can evaluate for the draft. Well, that's what Cole Beasley don't care. DeAndre Hopkins would like to know. Yeah, but I mean, Cole Beasley being unvaccinated affects Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of talented players there that I mean, you could see missing time or just missing entire games based on stuff like that happening. So that's very true. But also it's more significant to me if like Josh Allen doesn't get it and I draft him and then I'm fucked. Yeah, no. And that's what I'm saying. That's exactly that's his 
you know, and other players doing that for, and obviously, you know, that's a whole other issue, but I mean, this is a fantasy football podcast. We talk about fantasy football, baby. If I draft Stefan Dick and he has to sit out the season because Cole Beasley doesn't want to get vaccinated, I am going to write a strongly worded letter to my <laughs> congressman and it will go on fall upon deaf ears. Uh, yeah, guys. Uh, so before we move in this week's uh, this week, this week's Philadelphia, we're talking about the Eagles, um, which we'll get into here, here a little bit later. Um, but I wanted to have, some fun here before we go in and i was uh i was doing a lot of reading and there's been obviously the season's getting closer fun and closer fun. fun times are fun guys fun times are super fun and i've been reading a lot of articles and a lot of people are talking about sophomore players who do we think is going to be good who do we think is going to be bad who do we think is just going to be just the gosh darn the same you know you guys know what i'm talking about sure Alex? i would have said cam Akers, but well exactly that's also another reason why it's been on my mind so I actually have a list of six players here, three different positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I want to get you guys' hot takes, and I'll go back and forth on it. And I, I want you guys to, to kind of explain to me which of these two guys you guys think are going to be good. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, quarterback, not a ton of dudes, you know, not a ton of sophomore guys there, but there are two pretty big ones, and that's what we're going to start with. And uh, I'm going to start off with Alex Lenoski. Uh, Alex, who do you think will have a more successful 2021 campaign? Tua Tagovailoa or Joe Burrow? Burrow. Purely fantasy-wise? Fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, otherwise, upside-down-wise, however, however you I think Burrow, I mean, I don't think that Bengals team is still very good, but I think Burrow is very good. And if he can stay healthy for most of the year, I mean, I think he'll be better than he was last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't, we talked about this when we talked about Miami. I don't have that much faith in Tua. Now I, you know, sophomore, your sophomore season is where some guys really fucking jump right up. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe Tua will do that, but I, from little, granted the little I've seen with Tua, I'm not convinced of anything. So I'd say Burrow. And uh, Josh, same, same question to you. Uh, I have to agree with Alex on that one. Um, I think Burrow's primed for a big season here. It's primed, primed and ready to go. Primed and pumped, baby. Yes. Not that primed I don't like to yeah, do that. I think he could still be a good quarterback. Um, but I just, I, I haven't seen enough. And Burrow was great in the first part. You know, I, don't, I can't remember when he got injured last year, but. Um, he was great for the first like four or five games that he played. So it was pretty late when he got hurt, right? Uh, I'm uh, having like my, my five or six. I week, week week eleven. Eleven? Wow, that's later than I thought. But week eleven uh, against the Washington Football Team, pretty gnarly uh, knee injury there. But I actually agree with both of you guys. Obviously, we have talked about both of these teams already. Uh, the Dolphins did upgrade their kind of their weapons. Uh, you know, obviously Miles Gaskin is still there. We, I, we all talked that into the ground who I thought for sure they were going to draft running back. They didn't. I'm stupid. Uh, but uh, the Bengals, terrible offensive line. They didn't fix that. They went instead with the, the wide receiver, Jamar Chase, reconnecting him and Joe Burrow. Um, AJ Green is gone. But I do think that, that his weapons are better. 
Um, right now, and Joe Burrow, I do think, has more upside. So I will also agree with you guys with Joe Burrow. Uh, moving on, Josh, wide yes. receivers. Some oh. of these guys, I believe you had, I believe you had one of these guys on your on your team last year, uh, Jerry Judy, or mm-hmm. Henry or Henry Ruggs. Who you got? Um, I would probably have to take Judy at this point. The a little bit of that, some of that's quarterback dependent. We've talked about this on on earlier episodes, but man, I I liked him. I like what I saw on tape when I watched him on, you know, in games last year. And I just think he's a great talent. And I think if not this year, it's going to be in a few years, he's going to be an elite wide receiver talent. So I'll take Judy. Elite, elite option. Yeah. Last year, Jerry Judy, 52 receptions, 856 yards and three touchdowns. Not bad for a rookie season. Alex over to you, baby. Um, yeah, I'd probably say Judy too. Uh, I, I I guess I just uh, got more, saw more out of him last year. Probably saw him a little more. Um, so without having uh, all of the perfect information, I would say that I think it's Judy. But you know, you never know who's. I mean, do we know who's even thrown it to him there yet? Or no, right? Uh, I mean, as of right now, I don't know. I, I, obviously, the starter hasn't been chosen between. Uh, lock and Bridgewater to start the season. Yeah, I think at this point it's a safe bet to say Lock will start, but who knows? Lock can change in that time frame. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. We don't know yet. Hell, maybe it will be Aaron. Who knows? Uh, oh yeah, I guess we you know, glossed over that just because uh, the big news uh, definitely is that was that he turned down a you know monster contract, even though I, everyone had known about that. That was already like known. So I'm like, all right, let's bring that back up again. But uh. Yeah, could be Rogers still too, but I mean, at this juncture for me personally, I'm looking at it as Drew Locke. And for me, I'm taking rugs. I'm taking Ruggles, man. I uh, last year, 26 catches, 452 yards, two touchdowns. I do think this guy's kind of just one one step from being a really premier light, uh, wide receiver in the league. Fast kid. Both of them out of Alabama. Both of them great. Um, but I, you know, and saying I like David Carr leaning before something. Uh, I like David Carr more than I like Famous Drew Locke. I know. I like David Carr more than I like Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater at this point, just as far as, as a, a fantasy perspective, being able to get the ball out to a guy. Obviously, Darren Waller's the the you know the first read in that offense. But um, I think that Ruggs is – I think he's this close, man. I, do I think either of them are going to blow the roof off this season? Probably not, but I'll go with Ruggs, ever the contrarian. And our final one. Final one, final one, final one. Now, I left out guys like Jonathan Taylor and James Robinson um, just because, you know, obviously both of those guys were great. Last season, James Robinson came out of nowhere. Jonathan Taylor, you know, was pretty highly, you know, highly rated prospect. Both of them had great years. Um, Not a ton of change. Travis Etienne was drafted in Jacksonville. I still think James Robinson is going to lead that backfield. Um, But uh, so the guys I chose are... DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins. Alex, take it away. I'm going Dobbins uh, for reasons that we've probably talked about a lot because we've already covered Detroit. Um, DeAndre Swift is a great player and a great talent, but um, he's probably, what, number 10, 11 on running backs right now in most uh, charts? Yeah, that's roughly where I have him. And I, you know... 
I, somebody's got to score points on that team, but I'm not drafting a Detroit Lion in the first round. I'm just not going to do it. Um, I would take Dobbins closely over him, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, I'm not saying it's the best logic in the world, but I just think there's more, there's more there with Dobbins just basically purely because of the team. And I liked, I mean, I had Dobbins on my team last year and didn't play that much, but I liked what I saw out of him. I think mm-hmm. he's going to have a, I think he should have a good year yeah. um, on a pretty good team. So Josh, boy over to you. Joshua, over to you. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to agree with Alex. I mean, I think you know what you're kind of getting with Dobbins next year. Swift, uh, it's a little different story um, with the new coaching staff. Look, if he's the bell cow and then offense, you know, has a better season than people are projecting, then yeah, I could have egg on my face, which I don't like having. But no one does. Um, People yeah, I, I would take Dobbins over over Swift right now. I, I'm staying away from, mostly from that backfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so for this one is kind of a kind of a harder one. Obviously, last year J.K. Dobbins really did finish off, you know, the season very very well. 134 carries, 805 yards, nine touchdowns in a crowded backfield. You know, you got Gus Edwards in there. Uh, last year, Mark Ingram not really utilized all that much, but was still there. And then of course Lamar Jackson, who you know does you know chew up a lot of those carries as well then on the other hand you know the other hand deandre swift and yeah i believe the only guy on this list that we haven't already covered a team where we haven't we've we haven't done the raiders yet but um uh yeah dobbins you know obviously with baltimore we haven't covered them yet but deandre swift we have and we have kind of talked about it how 114 carries 521 eight touchdowns uh also 46 receptions 360 yards and another two touchdowns through the air um and we, you know, we talked it, you know, kind of in the ground about how that, that, you know, coaching staff and they just didn't use him at all. It was, you know, Adrian Peterson leading the way. Um, another name that could be going to the Rams also Adrian Peterson, but um, yeah, like, see, this one for me is, is tough. You know, obviously um, JK Dobbins was super successful on the ground, looked great in the back end of the season, nine touchdowns, uh, six yards per carry, which is super impressive. Um but you just imagine that there's like, there's it's, that team is just so tough with how many backs they have and how many they utilize. Um, you know, if he was, you know, getting that 10, 10 carries a game early in the season, you know, the Ravens, you know, a couple of years ago led the league in rushing attempts, all that. Um, so it's just that for me is a little bit, a little bit tough. Um, especially with Gus Edwards still there and him, I'm again going to be the contrarian. I'm going to take DeAndre Swift. I think Detroit is going to pull their heads out of their asses and I think they're going to utilize this kid. Now, keep in mind uh, for me, I I don't know exactly who I would draft first. I'm certainly not taking DeAndre Swift in the first round. I don't think he's got uh, first round ADP right now. I think he's definitely in that second round or that second tier of running backs. Um, but in the second round, you know, obviously it could all fall apart if, you know, they're just like, okay, we've got this super talented guy, but we don't really want to use him. We don't like him very much. So we're just going to keep him on the sideline and we're going to play like whoever else is here. Then it could blow up in your face, but he's obviously the most talented back on that roster, that Lions roster. And I think he is going to get a lot. And the passing, the passing, the passing game, that's where I really, really like him a lot. Because uh, you look at J.K. Dobbins on the other end, 18 receptions, 120 yards, did not get in the end zone. I think he's probably a more, this is what you're saying, but I think he's probably a more talented player. I just think if I, 
I mean, I'm not taking either of them in the first round, but if, cause my, I, I'm picking fourth. So my second round pick will be 20. If Swift and Dobbins are still there. I'd probably take Dobbins over him just cause. Of yeah. The, oh, and I'm not like saying anything. Yeah. yeah. I think Swift is a better player, probably a better talent. Yeah. And, and, and I've got J.K. Dobbins ranked higher than I've got DeAndre Swift below Miles Sanders. I've got him just above Josh Jacobs at 19. I've got J.K. Dobbins up below guys like Eckler and Najee Harris in the 14-15 range. Yeah. Um, so and if you're in like a keeper league or something, like he might be a good guy to stash. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, you look at what J.K. Dobbins did with that. So, you know, obviously you extrapolate those numbers and he's getting more carries through before like weeks four, five, six. He hits a thousand yards, easy, no problem. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's just that those passing numbers of DeAndre Swift. That's what's that's what's tilting me personally. Um, but yeah, the rankings are the way I have them. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins, I would love to get him late. You know, if I, you know, obviously I'm ten picks, I'm drafting high second round. If I was in that late second round, absolutely, I'd take him. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that, that was uh, that was good. You know, not a ton of. Uh, viable tight ends there in that sophomore sophomore season so we're going to bypass that um but yeah guys uh this week is the philadelphia eagles um and we're going to get into them eagles uh yeah we're going to get into them here in a minute and uh yeah we'll have a quick quick word from ourselves talking about something and we'll be right back with you the final fantasy All righty, we are back again. Uh, well, fellas, this week, again, you know, I hate to continue on the, uh, the snooze train, but we, we said we'd do it, so we gotta, we got to stick it out. And this week, we've got a team, you may remember them best. Uh, they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with a backup quarterback. Um, you know, all they've done since then is not a lot. You know, the seemingly face of the franchise quarterback is now in Indianapolis. Uh, that backup has been, you know, shipped around quite a bit in the interim and uh, the head coach is fired. Uh, he's gone. Uh, we're of course talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, now, obviously not the most exciting team, but they do have a couple of fun players coming into the season. Um, and Josh, I'm going to start with you, Jalen hurts. Now there is still a lot of trade speculation about the possibility of Deshaun Watson being traded over there. Obviously a lot of stuff to work out. Um, for this question, though, I'm going to pose it as, you know, we're going in. Jalen Hurts is the starter. This is how we're going to roll. How do you feel about Jalen Hurts right now? And I have him ranked as QB, my QB 10 at the moment. Obviously, that could change very quickly based on yeah. if, uh, if you know, if that trade does go through. Obviously, Deshaun Watson comes in. He's going to be the starter based, you know, obviously taking a lot of other stuff, you know, out of the equation. Um, but Jalen Hurts is the starter. How do you feel about him going into next year? Yeah, my thoughts on, on- – on Jalen Hurts is I, I think he's a low ceiling kind of high floor kind of guy. And I think he's going to give you a really steady output, but do I think he's going to crack, you know, the top five in terms of quarterbacks or, or be a shocker in terms of output? No, I don't. But I think that he has the rushing ability um, to get you a good fantasy, you know, output. Um, but yeah, that's, that's right around where I'd put him. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, I have him. I've got him right, right below Tom Brady. I've got him at number nine, and above guys like Ryan Tannehill, Stafford, Burrow, Matt Ryan, um, just because he does have that running ability that that will definitely, I think, affect you know his, his fantasy stats. Uh, last year, started four games, fifty-two percent completion percentage, not great. 1,061 yards, six touchdowns to four picks. Um, obviously, rookie quarterback coming in, you know, Carson Wentz declined. It kind of started the year before. I don't think anyone was 100% sure that Jalen Hurts was going to be playing, you know, when week one rolled around at any point in time during the season. Obviously, it ended up happening. Um, so, you know, it, it, I think he does have a lot of upside. I'll agree with you 100%. I think there's a lot of upside there. Um, but, you know, pretty high, high ceiling pretty low floor. I, I do think that if he does play the entire season, he will be a pretty viable starter. And I think he will finish around that 10 to 15 mark um, at the quarterback position. Um, and the next guy, honestly, and, and kind of get into that as we go, but my next ranking here is for running back. And it's a guy, uh, Miles Sanders last year had some like low end round one kind of ability. Um, I believe in our league, he was drafted in round two by uh, Alex. I think actually took him. Um, talented player um he did miss some games last year he only played in 11 games uh finished with 164 carries 867 yards and six touchdowns um finished strong you know three touchdowns in the last three weeks um but i have him currently ranked as my running back 18 i believe uh 19 actually right below right below like deandre swift kind of in that like Najee harris kind of level um he's my running back 19 um Alex, I, I know you did package him in a trade last year that did end up benefiting you. Um, how are you feeling about him this year? And obviously we got to keep in mind, you know, a full game, full slate of games and what he did in 11, you know, 800 yards and, uh, and six touchdowns, not terrible in 11 games. Obviously, you know, you play in all of them. I think he's another guy that easily hits over a thousand. Do you, do you see him being, do you think he should be ranked a little bit higher, a little bit lower? He did kind of burn you a few weeks last year. So. I think that uh, he is in the, Probably, you said he was around 18. That's probably around where I would have him, 18, 19, 20. I mean, I, I, you know, late in the second round, I think he's a guy that I would definitely consider picking up if he's there. Um, you know, the, the the Eagles are bad, and they're going to be bad this year. Uh, but they do have – I mean, I think he's a good player when he's healthy. And, like, by the time I traded him away, you know, he had missed a lot of games, and I didn't really get that much out of him by the time I traded him. But – he did well after at, late in the season. I mean, they just played on an awful team, uh-huh. but I, I think, you know, if he's healthy, I think he's absolutely a guy that I'd get uh, late second round just because of the team. And, and, you know, he has been hurt. I don't know that I would go higher than like mid to late second round for him, uh-huh. but he could, I could easily see him have a big, uh, I wouldn't even say bounce back year. Cause he had a pretty good year despite missing what five or six games Yeah, last year. And that's kind of, I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't avoid him is what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, he, you know, hasn't been in the league that long, obviously. Um, but, you know, just looking over some stats here, I, when he plays well, he plays well, obviously he's got a lot of talent. Um, they did sign carry on Johnson this off season, former lion, and they drafted uh, Kenneth Gainwell, who's definitely more of like a pass catching back. Um, so we'll see how that kind of affects his numbers. Uh, and that's kind of been Miles Sanders' problem is that running back name. Kenneth Gainwell, he gains well, baby. I mean, you don't want him to be lose well. No, lose well. Uh, I wonder if someone has the name lose well. Look that up, Josh. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the issue with his career so far is that he's never really had the bell cow role. It's been a lot of, you know, more timeshare stuff. Last year was like Boston Scott and some other guys. Um, but yeah, just uh, he's 
<clears throat> hasn't really been used in that bell cow role and he's only gotten more than 15 touches 11 times in his career 11 times um he's played you know has 28 games in his career up to this point 11 of those you know 11 of those games he's gotten over 15 touches um and obviously it's a new coaching staff you know new with this like are they going to kind of keep the same thing going is it going to still be kind of more timeshare ish um or are they going to kind of like see what they got in this kid and, and, and give him a chance to kind of hit that like running back to floor um Hence, you know, my, uh, you know, why I have him sitting a little bit lower than some of these other guys. Um, it will be interesting to see, honestly, I, of the players on this team, and, and we're about to get in some of these pass catchers. And last year was just kind of abysmal uh, for this squad. Um, I do think Sanders is kind of on the higher end for me on this team specifically, but uh, we'll get into the pass catchers here in a second. And that'll make more sense. So last year, they're leading pass catchers. And, and you know, Josh, who do you think? caught the most passes last year or not the most passes. Who do you think had the most receiving yards last year and receiving touchdowns for this team? Take a guess. Any guess. Oh. Don't think about it too hard. Cause oh, you're not yeah. going to get it right. Uh, I would guess Zach Ertz, but I don't know. Well, he Fulgham? was, it was Travis Fulgham, Travis Fulgham, 38 catches, 539 yards and four touchdowns. That was the lead for the squad. Godert was second. Zach Ertz was hurt last season. Did I say Zach yeah. Ertz? Zach Ertz was hurt last season. Um, yeah, but Godert finished uh, 46, 524, and three touchdowns um, as the kind of the second guy there. Now, this is where it gets kind of interesting. They've pretty much revamped the entire receiving core. Um, so this, you know, the rankings, I, I my highest guy here, uh, Corey Davis. Um, or sorry, not Corey Davis. That's the Jets. Uh, I got the Jets on the brain for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Both green teams. Yeah, but I've, Devonta <laughs> Devonta Smith was drafted first round. We got a squeaky chair in there, Joshy boy. Uh, but I've got Devonta Smith. Uh, Devonta Smith, a rookie, is my highest right now rated wide receiver for this team. I've got him at wide receiver thirty nine, um, and that's below Curtis Samuel. Um, and then I've got Jalen Rager as my next top and I have him at wide receiver 60. So, um, and that's below Gabe Davis from Buffalo. Um, not a ton to really love there. Um, and right now I have Godert at, as a tight end seven, but you know, Zach Ertz is still on the squad. I think people forget that Zach Ertz has not been traded yet. Um, there's, you know, all the talk was him getting traded. Now all the talks about him, he's going to camp and all the talk is about him staying on the team, you know, staying on that roster. So, you know, Dallas Godard could definitely drop in that ranking if he's not the top guy, but I mean, it's just, you know, just kind of a, kind of a mess there at wide receiver, kind of a log jam, but yeah, Jay Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham's back, but, and I don't, you guys remember Travis Fulgham last year. He had those like few games where he just exploded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that one game with him and the guy from Pittsburgh where they both traded like insane games. Yeah. Who was the, the rookie for Pittsburgh or maybe not. It wasn't a rookie, but he was. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I believe. Is no, it was. Oh, Chase, Chase Claypool. Claypool. Yeah. Chase Claypool. Yeah. 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 Chase, they had that. Both of them went insane. Yeah. And Travis Fulgham had another couple of good games and then he vanished. He just dropped off the face of the earth, never to be seen or heard from again. Um, and so that's a thing, you know, and, and Jalen Hurts, obviously it, the numbers didn't really get a lot better in there with the, as far as, you know, wide receivers are going. And I, you say this now, Devonta Smith, I think could be a really fun receiver. He is a rookie. Um, I would be looking elsewhere. Um, 
for fantasy wide receivers. If your starters are playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, your team is in big trouble, or you just have every good running back in the league and you'll just win based on, you know, virtue of that. John, pardon me if you already said this a couple minutes ago when Josh was talking about it, but how confident are you in Jalen Hurts' ability to get the ball out to these catchers? You know, that's kind of the thing uh, with him. Because Wentz was so lousy last year. I mean, it's not like they had that many options last year, but Wentz was so bad. Yeah. What what do you think about her? I I don't know what to think because, yeah, he looked good those last couple games. I have no idea how he'll be this year. I have no opinion on it. I mean, well, he, I mean, there were times when he did look good. I'll say that. We, but we only got kind of a glimpse of what he's possible. It's a four game sample size. Um, and, you know, he scored, uh, I believe the average was like 16 fantasy points in those games. So not terrible. Um, you know, floor is a little, you know, eh, you know, but he did have, you know, he had that game against the Cardinals in week 15 where he blew up like 30, 36, 37, 38 points. Um, again, not a ton of games to go with there. And that's kind of the thing that another thing that I was reading that he did get worse. Uh, it appeared to get worse with each, with each game um, where they went along. I believe they went one and three in the games that he started. It was one and then lost three straight. Um, but he does have a new number one receiver. Okay. Um, and obviously, you know, that's not a terrible floor 16, you know, obviously there is worse. I, I think that he will turn a corner. I personally think that's why I haven't ranked at quarterback 10. Obviously, again, if this Deshaun Watson stuff is to be believed, that drops to, you know, nothing because he will no longer be the starter. Um, Deshaun Watson will be. Um, but the numbers weren't great. It's pretty much next year, if he can improve his accuracy, because it was bad. 52%, that's that's terrible. Um, he has a, a lot of upside with his, you know, running ability. Um, and if he's able to, you know, up those numbers, and that's what Devonta Smith is there for, that he's the guy, you know, that short route guy, uh, high percentage passes. You know, if you can get the ball out quick and you can get the ball in his hands, he can do a lot with them too. Um, so I, I have confidence in him. Um but like I said, it's, you know, it's all kind of how next season goes. We'll see what happens. But um, you look at, yeah, the, the running numbers, 354 rushing yards and three touchdowns. That's really good. And a whole season with him running the ball. I mean, you could easily see him, you know, getting, getting in the end zone and around the end zone as much as Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson um, or guys who are, you know, really efficient running the football. Um, and that does nothing but help him honestly. And, and that yeah. alone, that alone could, could push him into, you know, possible top five quarterbacks, just having those rushing numbers and, you know, maybe bumping that, you know, accuracy up to, you know, the 60%, the low sixties, you know, that could really go a long way and help him. I personally think that I personally think he's going to have a decent year this year. Am I personally going after him as my guy, the quarterback I want for my team? Maybe not, but as a second option, absolutely. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of where I'm at as far as that's concerned. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's a, pretty much a new team. I mean, it's in Miles Sanders, but you got Godert, possibly Ertz back. Uh, you know, a lot of these Jalen Ragers, you know, another year older. He was a rookie last year. Um, Fulgham was also a rookie last year, I believe. Again, 
if he can find some of that magic that he had there, you know, in the season, you know, that could be something, but, you know, obviously I think the guys on this team that I like the most are, are at the moment, Dallas Godard and Miles Sanders. Um, as far as wide receivers, Devonta Smith late, you can get him real late. He could be a steal. I'm not, I'm not going to reach for him though. Um, yeah. Same with Hertz. Uh, Ertz and Hertz. That's why I think I'm getting thrown off here, but uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of that team, you know, in a nutshell. Uh, did you guys have any other thoughts on any of these players, Josh, you got any, got anything to add? Uh, no, not really. Uh, the only other thing I'd add is um, I do like Jalen, Jalen Rager kind of where he's going in drafts. Um, mm-hmm. Got hurt early last year, uh, missed a lot of games, but you know, with, with, uh, other options in that wide receiver core. I think it's addition by addition, and he could get some targets um, next year. So I do like him a lot, mm-hmm. especially in the late rounds. So. Oh, for sure. Like I said, that's he's he's the next guy up for me as far yes. as wide receiver rankings for this team. Mind you, one of them I have at thirty nine, and him I have at sixty. Uh, so uh, you know, there's a lot of guys in there that I would trust at this point more than Jalen Rager, but. You know, that's that's fantasy. You know, when I think about like where Jalen Rayer was kind of going last year, he, there was a lot of hype around him, mm-hmm. and I think he's got a lot of talent. And oh, I absolutely, absolutely. The few games he played, so um, you know, look if the the Slim Reaper gets some double teams, he could be the the target uh, in that offense for sure. So for sure, yeah. Last season, Jalen Rayer, fifty four targets. 31 catches, 396, only the one touchdown, uh, 57% catch rate. Uh, that was in 11 games. Uh, so, you know, pretty close to rookie numbers there. Obviously, he plays the whole season. It looks a little bit better. I imagine he gets in the end zone a couple more times. But, um, yeah, I do definitely think there's going to be an upgrade there uh, with him here there, number two. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's it's the Eagles, you know. Um, I think the last thing we – we the, the last time we actually named an episode after them, you know uh, – in uh, regards to their flopping kind of at the end of the season there. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Uh, I sure do. To the flop the game, maybe possibly to keep the Cowboys out <laughs> of the playoffs and give it to the give it to the Washington football team. One uh, of the funniest NFL uh, season finales of all time is the last game of the regular season. And they literally just <laughs> said, fuck it, we're going to pull everybody so that we lose. It's over and done. Yeah, I remember that because I, th- I feel like someone had, uh, uh, oh my god, uh, some players in that game in our fantasy playoffs that were none too happy about the uh, yeah about yeah. the situation. Uh, but you know, it, it all worked out in the end. Uh, well, guys, that'll wrap up the Eagles. You know, again, not a not a ton of crazy stuff there to talk about. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. There are some fun players in the roster. We'll we'll, we'll have to see who they uh, you know if they live up to the to the preseason expectation. Um, do you think they're going fourth in the East at this point? You know, I would, I would have them at fourth. Yes. Where let's, do you go? Let's, let's get, uh, projection records going around, John projection records. Like, uh, yeah. I'm going to give them five. Ask you to predict their record. Yeah. I'm giving them five games. I believe last year they were four 11 and did they have a tie last year? I think they did. Yep, four eleven and one last season. Yeah, I'm giving them five this year. I'm not super sold on them. They're still pretty young. So, yep, I'm giving them five wins. Yeah, I'll say five or six wins. I think they're in the last place in that division. Mm-hmm. 
Joshy boy? I'll, I'll go high. I'll say seven wins. But... Ooh, seven wins. <clears throat> I think they could sneak above the Giants because I have no confidence in the Giants. But um... And you shouldn't. That was the that was the other one I was thinking about. Yeah, is Daniel Jones going to turn the corner, or is he going to be Daniel Jones? Well, guys, uh, with that my prediction, no, my prediction, he's Daniel Jones. Uh, guys, with that, uh, we will go into obviously. You guys know how this goes. You know how this ends. It ends the way it always ends with the team that we discuss doing a little trivia, and I believe it's been pretty close. Last last week, it was a tie ball game, I believe, and I think you guys have traded back and forth the last couple. Um, so we'll see who can uh, who can come out on top today. Um, I'm actually going to start. I believe I started with Josh last time, so I'm going to start with Alex this time. Uh, Alex, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you? Well, Alex, your first yeah. question. <laughs> your first question <Yes>. is. <laughs> your first question is who did the Eagles draft with the second overall pick in the 1999 NFL draft? Was it Donovan McNabb, Corey Simon, Terrell Owens, or Trey Thomas? Donovan McNabb. It was Donovan McNabb. I've, I knew, I thought for sure you were going to get that one. Uh, Josh, 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 Josh. I don't want to give you a super hard one right off the top. So I'm going to do this one. Josh, what Philadelphia Eagle posted 21 sacks in 1987? Andy Harmon. I was going to say Angie Harmon. Andy Harmon, Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, or Bruce Smith? I'll say Reggie White. It was Reggie White. All right, guys. Those were the easy ones. Now we're going to get into a couple of harder ones. Alex, what other team did the Philadelphia Eagles temporarily merge with during World War II? The Giants, the Colts, the Steelers, or the Bears? The Colts. That is incorrect. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1943. They temporarily merged. Uh, due to a shortage of players, um, as many of them were younger prospects who were in World War fighting in World War II. I just so, figured Philadelphia was closer to Baltimore. but mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, the new team was called the Phil Pitt Steagles, and they posted a 5-4-1 record, uh, and it was uh, the merger was dissolved right after that season. I, was, I remember that one. I think that's just the Phil Pitt Steagles. It's just the weirdest thing, but it's very interesting. Josh, the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles retired jersey number 60 in honor of what former player? Jim Ringo, Mike Dicka, Deuce Daly, or Chuck, Chuck Bednarik? Uh, I'll say Deuce Daly. Wow. Josh, no. so Deuce Daly was a running back who played in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, this, person, this person's jersey was is retired. Is it Bednarik? It is Bednarik. He's in the Hall of Fame. And yeah, he played between 1949 and 1952, or 62. So you were only like 40 years off. I'll give you that one. So we're still one and one, baby. Still one and one. Uh, Deuce Daly, the deuce is loose. The deuce <laughs> is loose. Alex, what is the name of the Philadelphia Eagles mascot? Is it Rocky, Cheesesteak, Jing Jing, or Swoop? Swoop. It is Swoop. He's a little eagle, and his name is Swoop. Josh, what wide receiver did the Philadelphia Eagles acquire prior to the 2004 season in a three-way trade involving the 49ers and the Ravens? Was it Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Derek Mason, or Marvin Harrison? I think it was Marvin Harrison, wasn't it? <laughs> It was not Marvin Harrison. Alex, do you want to take this T.O., baby. It was Terrell Owens. Alex, 
takes the game. Josh, oh, you still been you still been doing really really good. So don't feel bad. You, I have a, I have a question for of my own. Yeah. You have a what? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I have, a, I have, I have my own question. Yeah. What, what's your question? question? What's your question? All right. Who was the Philadelphia Eagles player that got the nickname the Polish Rifle? Uh, Ron Jaworski. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, you can't trick. Can't trick the legend, dog. Can't trick the legend. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, uh, super fun talking about the Eagles and also this crazy, crazy day. Um, again, condolences to Greg Knapp, uh, longtime coach, uh, passed away today. It's, it's super sad. Um, but yeah, I guess we'd like to thank all of our listeners. Uh, still crushing it, even in the off season. Can't wait to get back into actual, get back into action with some gamos. Uh, we'll be getting primed and ready for that as we come up. Uh, Josh, Alex, thank you as always. Thanks, guys. You guys are smart and insightful and funny. Uh, Big thanks to Gunter Volker from the band Jack Hotel again uh, for the amazing theme song. You can check them out on Spotify. Uh, anything else? Anything else to go out on? Any uh, words of wisdom? Anything good? Congrats to the Bucks. The oh, Milwaukee yes. Bucks, the Milwaukee Bay Bucks. Buccaneers. Thank you, Alex, yeah. for recognizing I, I thought you did mean the Buccaneers because they did their, their ring ceremony today. But no, yeah, big congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Super fun watching that with you guys uh, the other night. Fun to see him win. Giannis crushing it, crushing it, crushing it, crushing it. Young Rogers finally got that second ring. He sure did, baby. It was just a different <laughs> sport. Never, ever again. Uh, all right. Uh, again, thank you as always to all of our dedicated listeners and hopefully maybe some new ones this week too. Shit, who knows? Uh, and as always, keep on, yeah. fan- keep on fantasy. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.